Avon calling. This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Are you in your Avon outfit today, Ian? Well, I've put on my Avon makeup and Avon foundation and Avon lipstick. Does that count? All right, then. You couldn't be bothered to get your... Um... Well, funny enough, I was up in the attic earlier looking at it because uh, I was getting my Space Anorex down for Anne to try on to see if uh, if they're suitable garments for her to wear to uh, the Team Blake event. And uh, and I saw it there, and I thought that. I thought, should I take a photo of me holding something? And I thought, no, it's windy and cold up here. The slates are rattling. Because we're, yeah, we're yeah. in the middle of a horrible storm, aren't we, at the moment? They call, they call it Storm Kira, but it could almost be Kiera, couldn't it? Storm Kiera, yeah. Right, now, what is the timing? Storm Kiera is raging outside our windows. Yeah. As we talk Blake 7, yes. Yeah, couldn't be better. All right, and so it's Avon. Here we are. Yes, Avon. Um, Who would have thought it? Who'd Avon's thought? calling. Yeah, yes, and, and we shall answer. And we shall answer. And get so, all, all right, nice little catalogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> last last week with uh, Villa, I said to you, you know, do you remember your opinions of Avon when it was yes. first transmitted? Yep. What were your opinions? Uh, of, I, sorry, I, sorry I Villa. Avon. So, what one about yeah. Avon? I loved Avon. I thought he was the the. Uh, back then, I thought he was the true hero of the show because I'm I'm a bit of a sarky bugger myself, and I love the fact that he had quippy comebacks. Blake always there was always a the air of the better than thou with Blake as a kid. I thought, um, but yeah, Av- Avon was king for me. Um, mm. I love Villa, but of the of the heroic characters, uh, yeah, Avon. Who doesn't like a bit of Avon? Uh, indeed, indeed. Well, one person didn't like him on the uh, questions that we've been asking. Somebody's yeah. given him a, a, a one. Although they did say that uh, that's season four and he was a git. Do you know what? I, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I, it, that's, that's interesting as well, because I'm sure our view would change if we were just talking about season four. Well, this is why. If season four was not sort of a, <clears throat> a standalone, you know, I think. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what you say, because when we get to episode 100, of course, we're going yes. to be revealing our votes on these yeah. questions that we put out. And and um, for myself, yes, um, some of the regular characters, the regular crew over the seasons, they do change places for me. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, and, I think uh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I can remember, like yourself, you know, when Blake 7 first came out, season one, season two, you know, loving Avon. Um, you know the, uh, as you say, the Saki comments and yep. uh, um, you, you know running down Villa and questioning Blake all the time and, yep. but then we got third season Avon where you know he was rather given the hi- hero role, wasn't he? Yeah, and it and didn't sit well with him. I didn't think. It, I don't think it sit yeah. well with him, and I don't think it sitted well with Paul Darrow. And no. I think therein lies a bit of a problem with Avon, for me, is that you know. 
he wasn't the Avon of season one and two. He was still coming out with some brilliant one-liners and stuff, but yeah. uh, and then that, of course, segued into season four, and um, the season four Avon is not how I think of Avon. There were good moments in season four, See, but season four Avon works so much better in photographs. Than the actual episodes, I think. So you see, like you see photos of season four Avon. It looks amazing. My favourite Avon outfit. Always in a pose, and he always in a pose mm. in these photos. Looks fanning, brilliant. fanning, fanning galore. And then you actually watch the episodes, and it it reminds me a bit like I mean we've mentioned this several times in different podcasts about the like the Dennis Gifford books and that, where you would see photos of mm. of shots from movies that you never saw, you never saw in this country, and you, it would be amazing. You'd build up whole sort of backgrounds to these and then when you finally saw the, the actual films it's like oh is that yeah that photo is not I've, even in the film i think the classic yeah. one of them for me is the green slime oh yeah because I, if you look I, at stills yeah. of the green slime it looks fabulous yeah <laughs> it, it does and i i'd long to see that and then eventually i think it was only last year uh, when it came out on blu-ray um finally tracked down a copy and watched it and it was like oh dear mm. <laughs> it's not a good film um, but yeah, but the stills are amazing. And I think Avon, season four of Avon, show someone a still. Or actually, season four of Avon works better as a, as a best of YouTube compilation. Because mm. yeah. you've not got to watch the, the duff bits. He, Avon, he reminds me of, of see, if, see if you agree with this right now. He reminds me always as Tom Baker Doctor Who. Tom Baker Doctor Who, everyone loves him, but people only really love the Tom Baker Doctor Who from the first few seasons. Mm. And you watch that, it's amazing. He come like, you know, Robots of Death Tom Baker. Oh, quips. Serious performance. He's, he's absolutely mesmerizing. You can't take your eyes off him. And then you get to like, um, you know, season 17, season 18. Oh dear. He's hamming it up or he's visibly bored. Season 18, Tom Baker, out ah, looks bored as, as bored could be. No effort put in really terrible um and i think avon is like that with me season one to avon oh yeah. watch all day season three good moments good moments good moments a bit i think the, like say the production didn't help a bit schizophrenic season four good lines mm. not even good moments because we've said before where a really good scene will, will end up with him laughing at the camera or something or yeah or saying a, a line really strangely i think he was bored i think I think he was fed up. I think he was bored. And, and yeah, some of the performances show through. Uh, yeah. we, we keep calling them the, the Yul Brynner moments yes. yeah. where he does definitely go pantomime, you know. And and I think season four, they far outweighed the good bits. The bits yes. where you've got Avon saying to Orak, oh, you'll have to do better than that if you expect me to kill them. All those yeah, see, type see moments. lines, simple lines. Yeah. Like that, you could take that output in season one or two. Oh, perfect. But not, I mean, certainly not whole episodes and not even whole scenes. No, no. You, you compare know. that his, to his when... Movement, yeah, his movements become almost pantomime, don't they? He's, he goes from the occasional fan in and, and look... I mean, Paul Darrow moves like the character's meant to. You, you, you're at no point, like, with, with, I love Callie, but at no point do you believe Callie's a fighter. She no. moves like a, 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 an actress that's not done this before. Paul Darrow, he's got that worked out. He come when he enters the room, when he pulls his gun, looks spot on. You think he's been handling that gun forever. Then you get to season four, and he's he's your Brinner in the poses as well, isn't he? And yeah. the, the, the 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 stances. It's like 
he's almost turned into like one of Blackadder's actors, isn't he? Where his, his legs are akimbo and his nipples are pointing in different directions. Well, that is, yeah. I mean, and, and I think the, the the classic example of that is in Animals when he bursts through that door and oh, slips on the mat. You know? yeah. <laughs> that is the uh, it taken to yeah. the extreme. You, you you compare that to like a, a season two Avon where he has to uh, fight or do his pyramid run thing. Yeah, you know, uh, give me a pyramid running Avon over the yeah. uh, you, you know. Flappy Avon is is much better than Forley over Kicky Chair Avon. Yes. Um, do you Put remember? That on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember? Um, like when Star when series one was out and, that and Starlog was heavily uh, uh, not Starlog. Yeah, you mean Starburst? Yeah. British one. Starlog wouldn't have known what Blake Seven was, would it? Um, Starburst was heavily running, and they would always say that that Avon was the Spock character. Mm. And it is, and it's like. I suppose for the first couple of episodes, he is almost emotionless. Mm. But as much as I'm a Star Trek fan, I think the Avon character is much more interesting than Mr. Spock. Do you think they're also picking up on the fact that Spock was the, like, a detached character who did th- have a Saki comment to Bones? Usually, yes, I, you know, I, th- at the I end. think you're right, yes. I think that, it, yeah, if you, if you take... Because I imagine that they would have been shown, like, highlight reels, and I bet they picked out all of all of those moments for Avon for the first few episodes for them to, you know, for their reviews and that. Yeah, I I think you're right. They are similarities like that. Yeah, um, superficial similarities. Very superficial, very superficial. Um, I do do like that you can watch Avon sort of come out of his shell Mm. uh, when he first appears Um, and he becomes one of the crew. And like you say, we've said before, the blossoming friendship between him and Villa is just joy to behold. Mm. Um, and the slow disintegration of uh, his relationship with Blake as yes, well. Yeah. Now, we've been talking about this over, you know, almost two years. Um, we've been talking all about this, two about, years. you know, our opinion, yes, of Avon's relationship to Blake. Yeah. And um, he, I don't think from the get-go he particularly liked Blake. Blake was a necessity because Blake had assumed command of the Liberator and he wanted to be on the Liberator because he had nowhere else to go. Yeah, I don't, my personal opinion, I know, and it's good because it's like, it's one of those programs where you can, no no opinion is correct and no opinion is wrong because they never said it in show. But my opinion on it is that, yeah, he, he detested Blake. I think he, he saw in Blake elements of what he lacked uh, but he didn't believe it in Blake. I think he was he was he was desperately trying to get Blake to show him to be the hypocrite that mm. Avon thought Blake was. And it was interesting that, that totally unsort of prompted that um, when when we finally watched Star One, uh, that Anne when when Blake says, "For what it's worth, I always trusted you," and Anne was like straight away, "No, you didn't. Nope, you were using Avon, and Avon was right to not fall for it." And it's like it's interesting, so because that sort of matches my view, but I hadn't articulated any of that. No, but but that but Anne's view is Avon's view. Yes, you, yeah. You, you know, he wouldn't have believed that at all. Um, he wouldn't but, have felt for it. No. But I disagree. I think Blake has always uh, trusted Avon. I think I he did. Yeah, I don't. I think Blake Blake's fooling himself there. I'm not. I don't know. I think I think um, Blake wanted to trust people, but I'm mm. not entirely sure he would. I don't know how far Blake's friendship would have been worth anything had he won. I think. Or what would have happened next? Yeah. 
I think he would very rapidly have had to get rid of the crew because before they become an embarrassment to him. Mm. Because it's when you're when you're running for leader and you become leader, it, your revolutionary group rapidly get put against the wall and got rid of that happens yeah. all the time you don't want naysayers yeah. exactly when you're yeah. top dog do you yeah 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 i mean it's Che Guevara, isn't it? it's like yeah you know, get get rid of him out the way and uh basically get him shot all right um, well we'll continue yeah. this next week yes all right? yeah um yeah, but, we should, but, but, perhaps we should have done one massive blake and avon because they are in, in intrinsically linked aren't they yes yes um i mean the shadow of blake goes away after a couple yes. of stories at the beginning of season three. That's true. It's not until yeah. season four. But uh, I'm sure Blake was on Avon's mind. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I think know. so. I think mm. so. All right. Well, um, before we get into actual episodes and that, I thought we would, again, just, just find out background information about what we know about Avon. Because we do get a trickle release over the course of the show, don't we? Well, I mean, we 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 get a trickle release, but most of what we learn doesn't really fit together, does it? There's he he's probably suffers most from the rewritten background to turn him into what he wasn't to start with. Well, yeah, I mean, when you reach season three, yes, yeah. and season four, but but if if we take each point as it comes, and we'll see whether yeah. we agree with it or not, okay? Yes. And, okay. and whether they're true or not. I mean, something we do know is true is that he had a brother. We know he yes, had a brother. Yes, we know he had a brother, because Zen uh, plucked it out of his mind. We don't know whether his brother was alive or not. I'm presuming he is, because like, I think you said that otherwise, why wouldn't he go, hang on? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and we're, we said that about Jenna as well. She saw her mother, yeah. and she didn't go, oh, my mum's dead. dead. How, how no. can I be what, seeing what, her? What's interesting is why Servalan never used that brother to blackmail or to... That's a good point yeah. about any of them, you know. Yeah. If, if she that's went normally, and, and... yeah, that's normally the fascist first thing, isn't it? Grab, round up the family. Well, he, you've got a lovely bargaining chip. Yeah. No, that, that, I, that, I, that had never occurred to me. I mean, you know, Blake might still have family. You yeah. know, Jenna's got a mother, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Dan had a woman. Oh, no, she died. No, she, no, his woman died. Yeah. yeah I bet he had um, more than one, though. Yes. We know that he's from Earth. We're pretty yes, much sure that he Earth, is from yeah. Earth. Um, he had a brother. And we know um, that he trained with Tynus. Yes. And was friends yeah. with Tynus at some point. Yeah. Um, uh, we know he worked for the Federation. Yeah, he worked with the Federation, yeah. with computers for the Federation on their matter transmission project. Yes, Project Aquitar. Yes, which Blake was working on. Yes, but they well, didn't Blake know each other at the was. time. Yes, I yeah. Blake did the expenses. Blake for did an, an awful lot of claiming. Yeah. But this Tynus thing, I mean, Tynus, you know, and Avon. I like that idea. I, I, yeah. I like the idea of Paul Darrow and Ronald Lacey yes. acting together. Yeah. There's a TV um, show there, isn't there? Really, or, or at least a Big Finish yeah. series. Um, and they were working together. They were mates, and they they come up with this idea to do a fraud. We don't. We yeah. never find out quite what it was. But Avon was arrested, but he didn't grass up Tynus. That's all we know, don't we? Yeah, he uh, Avon was honourable in that extent, wasn't he? Well, we we again we we have said over the couple of years that Avon has got a code. He's, he, yeah, he's definitely got a code. Yeah. Yeah, and he that that's why he would rather persuade somebody to come round to his way of yeah. thinking rather than just ditching Blake or or whatever. Um, yeah. And and he he's got a code here. He didn't um, turn 
Tynus in. We don't know what that fraud was. It might have been this embezzlement thing that he eventually was arrested for, it, or it might be something else. Yeah, I because certainly sort of season one Avon. I I always get the feeling that this he wasn't a habitual criminal. Um, I think this is a he spotted a a potential victimless crime that that was the perfect caper that couldn't be traced. Yeah, and he's, he... he's brought his mate in on it. That's the sort of that's the way I feel. I don't. He doesn't strike me as a habitual criminal. No, so not at all. I th- I think you know the crimes that he wants yeah. to do is just make himself invisible. I mean, yes, he, sa- yeah. he, he says, doesn't he? Rumors of death. We were going to be so rich, nobody could touch us. Yeah. Um. He he just wants to get off the grid, and have no part of the Federation shenanigans and everything. Yeah, because he's never been shown, other than season four, he's never been shown to be particularly political. Um, it's like he doesn't really care what the... I mean, he says in, in one of the first episodes in it when um, Jenna says, or Blake says, we, he wants to put power back with the honest man, and Avon says, have you ever met an honest man? And I think that's his viewpoint. He sees everyone as corrupt. He's very cynical, yeah. isn't he, Avon? Yes, yeah. And, and the ultimate example is Blake. He can't believe that anybody could be no. that good. You know, yeah. He's too good to be true. That's the problem. That and that's why I Blake. think he's he's constantly trying to to find that chink in Blake's goodness, isn't he? And say, ha see? You yeah, yeah you're right. Well. I mean, he, he he doesn't want to be just wealthy. I mean, you no. know, he had wealth on the Liberator. They had yeah. all those gems, didn't they? You know, um, I know he and Villa go down and they try... Um, um, you know, uh, breaking the bank, didn't they? But I, I think that I, was more out of boredom yeah, rather th- than anything else. Yeah, I think that was because he just wanted to see if he could do it, mm. and he was bored. But remember in um, in one of the episodes where he thinks that all the crew are gone, and he gets uh, Orak or, or Zen mm-hmm. to work out yeah, how Orak, long yeah. he could survive just flying about, not landing anywhere, keeping out of right. And I think that was his... That was what he wanted, wasn't it? He just, like you say, he wanted to disappear. Yeah. He wanted to get away from people. And that's and why I he loves. Yeah. That's why, yeah, we've just had that discussion yeah. just before we started recording. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah our, our lack of tolerance to the public. Um, yes, and, and, you know, and he was prepared to do it, you know. Yeah. They, they could have just stayed out of uh, trouble and he could have just been alone. But then, you know, the pursuit ships come along and, you know, uh, he needs the others, and that's when he starts laughing. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you think but he would Im- have? Do you think he would have had led a, a, a Hal Mellenby style life under In what way? the sea, um, oh, just right. on a planet, on a like a primitive planet, nice base, not and and just pottering. I can see him be a potterer. Potterer. Yeah, looking after his house plants. And... He has no desire to be amongst people. I mean, no. the very first time we see him in Spacefall, um, um, you know, he is detached from everybody else. He's off to one side. He's not yeah. matey with anyone. The first time we really notice him, he's in the background. Yeah. Um, when uh, Jenna gets that slap across the face from Raker, you see him stand up. He's got his little grey tabard on, and yep. he just goes across. He doesn't intervene. He's not communicating. He just sits down and starts looking at something he's got in his pocket, you know? He yeah. doesn't want to interact with any of these people. No, he, he, he just wants to... He wants to be distant, doesn't he? He wants to yep. just, just yep. separate himself from humanity. 
And I think that is this embezzlement thing that he was going to yeah. do. Um, I mean, in Spaceball, Villa says it was five million credits, but the Ultra said it was five hundred yeah. million. I think because credits. they realised even then they realised five million wasn't a lot of anything, was it? No, um, no. But yeah, because uh, also we sort of forget that season one and season two and that there's the federation isn't everything there's there's unaligned worlds there's space outside of the federation that they have no mm-hmm. control over so i think yeah he was he was just going to buy his way to a you know a comfortable living on an off-world planet mm. with, yeah i mean originally with uh with anna um, <coughs> oh, and presumably tinus <laughs> <coughs> No, Anna, Anna was yeah. definitely there. I mean, she yeah. she she contradicts what we've just been saying. I mean, yeah. he he was in love with Anna Grant. Well, I I'm not sure. I think she's the first person that shagged him, and he's he's thought that's love because you see the flashbacks, uh, and he's talking to her like he would talk to a, a block of spam, isn't it? Yeah, but that's yeah, not very good. Those flashbacks, and yeah. we 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 said you in the Anna Grant, yeah. they are awful. Those they things. are awful. But we've we've uh, as as reviewers, we've got to go on what's shown. This so is true. I, I mean, he talks to that like I would talk to a sandwich as I'm making it. You know, <laughs> in fact, I'd show more, uh, more affection for that sandwich. Um, mm. So I don't know. I don't know whether that's true love or not. I think she's played him. I think um, the, the more I'm thinking about it, I, I, I think you are right. And I think yes, up until we met her, maybe there, there had never been a, a female in his life because no. Federation security spot what he's trying to do. And they thought that he was political, you know. Shrinker says, we thought you were political. Yeah. That's why Bartholomew was put on him and yeah. and would run him. Cause, well, cause of course, I, Bartholomew's I, I, Anna Grant. So Anna that Grant, must be yeah. when Anna Grant comes into his life. Yeah. So, all right, forget everything I've just said. He was going to do this embezzlement thing by yeah. himself. The Federation are aware of it. Uh, arranged Anna Grant bumps into yeah. him. Use, and, and, using and, the... And, uh, uh, yeah, using the Matahari style tactics. Yes, yes. Because okay, let's face it, we all know um, Avon's got airfix kits hanging off his bedroom ceiling, don't we? Uh, and living with his yeah, mum. He's living with his mum. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I think, yeah, they've they've got wind of that someone's trying to uh, embezzle money, and I think this this embezzlement wasn't just a one off. Get the fight. I think he was. I think he was doing the old Superman three. Richard Pryor thing. He was he was taking pennies here and there. Yeah, and they've spotted him and gone. Oh, hang on. Um, so they've sent their top agent Bartholomew because because the Federation, of course, being totally political themselves, can't think of anyone not being political. Mm, They're always yeah. a bit paranoid. So they've thought, oh, this is a, he's funding a rebellion, and they yeah. they find send Anna Grant. And they find out, oh no, he's not. He's on his own. Mm. Yeah. But all this, this must have taken some time, Anna Grant oh, yeah, keeping an yeah. eye on him, because, you know, you've got to allow enough time that, you know, Avon falls for her. He also meets her brother, Del Grant, yeah. who presumably doesn't know anything about Anna Grant's other identity of Bartholomew. No, she's keeping that from him as well. Mm. Mm. Um, so that must have been, yeah. go- this surveillance must have been going on for quite some time. I imagine, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing it over a year, perhaps more, perhaps longer. Hmm. That he's, that he's embezzling uh, funds. But at some point, he, 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 is just about to do it, and he travels. Yeah. He, he says he travelled halfway across the city to buy exit visas. Yes. Presumably, the city is the Dome City. I think the Dome or City or a it, Dome City. Because at this point, 
we we sort of thinking that's all there is on Earth, isn't it? I know it changed yes. later on, but everyone lives in that domed city, New Birmingham. Yeah, everyone New lives Birmingham. there. Yeah, um, and yeah, exit visas. So you need a yeah. visa to actually leave the dome city. Yes, because to... you're not meant to leave the dome, are you? So to, presumably, if you can't, if you're not allowed to leave the dome, leaving the planet probably takes a bit of effort. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if they were planning to go off world or you know to somewhere else. But, I, I I would think it would be off world. Yeah, yeah. But um, Avon shot uh, when that seller who was going to sell him the the, the visas increased yeah. the price and um, realised he would get more money if he turned Avon in. So at some point when he goes to get the exit visas. Has the crime actually happened? Because now Avon is a wanted man and the seller of the visas knows Avon. Yeah. So words got out that there has been... Has he I embezzled sh- then? Yeah, I should have reread uh, Avon, a terrible novel, because um, it explains all this and it? it gives you the whole crime, doesn't it? Which is... I, remember I read that terrible was, novel once. I, I, never again. Yeah. Never it was again. set in a Wild West town. He kept, he kept um, cocking the slide on a... 12 ball shotgun and that it was just bizarre um yeah i think i think he's he's then done something that's meant they've issued his warrant they've yes. said sorry so i think he and he he said he's he's happily going along with the plan and then anna grant tells him they're on to you they've issued your warrant we've got to get out of here probably to push him to see what he'll do He's gone to get the exit visas. Meanwhile, the wanted posters have gone up. What, those drawings? The drawings have gone up. The yeah. uh, the ticket salesman. Because I'm presuming this is like, this is, because Avon's big in this app, isn't it? But I think the guy that, his his exit visas were from a contact he had at the local Thomas Cook's. Right. Because in this universe, Thomas Cook carried on. Mm-hmm. Um, so so he's gone there and the, the, the pimply youth behind the desk has, has, has gone, oh, this guy's wanted. There's a reward out for him. Turned him in. Um, Avon says he got shot. Did he? He wasn't limping or anything, was he? How no. long was his trial? Yeah, he is shot and, he, and, and he's knocked out. He, uh, yeah. He, he's, um, so he do you think he was shot with of one, of those, uh, one of those um, Federation rifles that just knocks cups over? Well, he says he, that he, yeah. he lost blood. Yeah. Um, but I imagine, I, I imagine he fainted. When someone pulled a gun, he fainted. And he had a nosebleed, <laughs> right? And he lost but he did birds. kill. He did kill the pimply youth, though. Well, he, he says did. he did. He says he, he says did. he did. Yeah, because he contradict. Yeah. Well, he doesn't contradict. But later on, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Because yeah. you know, he, he wasn't asked, being Jenna, sent do you think to Signal South for murder, was he? He wasn't being sent for murder. So, no, it was embezzlement. Yeah. So, so is embezzlement uh, a bigger crime than murder? Mm. Mm, oh, I it's think Uncle Terry, me, isn't it? Yeah, but it's Uncle well, Terry. Yeah. I said we got to work with what we got there. I think Avon's uh, uh, he's uh, bigged himself up there. Mm-hmm. He's mm. blue collar crime, man. He's he's yes, yeah. He's not a fighter. Season one, Avon is not a fighter. Not a fighter um, at all. I don't think you see so, much in the way of fanning in no, season one. No, not much fanning in season one. Plenty no. of fanning in season two. And four. <laughs> yeah, and four. Probably a fanning overload by four. Yes. Um, yeah, we've all um, we've all had too much fanning. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so he get, so he gets arrested. He, he's he's lost some blood. He's had a nosebleed. Lost some blood. He gets arrested. Get, presumably goes on trial. They don't bother if he did murder. They went. Oh, well, don't bother about that. We won't even we won't even do anything. Um, why? 
Why wasn't he reconditioned? Why did I, again, I'd love to know, why are these people being sent to Cygnus Alpha? What denotes, what connects all these things? At the time, yeah. of course, that's all there was, wasn't it? Yes. But yeah. but Villa says he's he's been corrected by the best mind people in the business. Did they think it wouldn't work on Avon? Maybe, I, I don't know, because Avon's got a skill. You'd think the Federation would yeah, want to use it, those yeah. skills. Yeah, yeah. But there is a gap here between him being arrested, because, of course, you know, between him, you know, finding shelter, these people look after him. We never find out anything about them. No. He hears that Anna has been it's arrested. His mum and dad, isn't it? Yes, maybe. He's gone back to mummy. Yeah. Um, but, but between, you know, him taking shelter and finally being arrested... He meets Del Grant again, and Del Grant yes. says, "If I ever meet you again, unless Del Grant comes and visits him in prison, it could be that Del Grant went up to that holding cell just yeah. before he takes off to Cygnus Alpha and goes, Oi, calls him across to the bars yeah. and says, "If I ever see you again, because he can't kill Avon then and there. You've got Federation no, no. guards yeah, around him." But but presumably, let's look at that then. So so as far as the Federation is concerned, they got their man, and Bartholomew can go back to doing other stuff. So I could understand that <coughs> that she would. Why would she tell her brother that she? Because we 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 think Anna Grant is actually her real identity, don't we? Because she's got a yes. brother. Otherwise, he's an idiot. Um, the only thing I can work out otherwise is that that Del Grant had a brother, had a sister that he hadn't seen in twenty, thirty years, and then an agent turns up and says, "I'm your long lost. Is my paperwork? Is my DNA test? Ah, oh, long lost sister." Because otherwise, it doesn't fit. Otherwise, Anna Grant has got to be a real identity. So why would she say to her brother, "I've been"? Or what she wouldn't say. Obviously, that would be a bit of a giveaway if she calls up and says she's been killed. Why would the government then go to Del Grant and go, "Your sister's been killed, sorry. It was him that did it." Um, yeah, it, it doesn't make it doesn't any make sense any because sense. Del Grant does yeah. think she's dead. Yes, he thinks she's dead. Enough to want to kill the man that he thinks did it. Yeah. So it so, doesn't it doesn't work. This whole Anna Grant Bartholomew thing. No, you know, having it's, it's, this. Do you know what? I've, just, I've just come to a conclusion. It's almost as if this was retconning in a later episode to please the fans. What they're making it up as they go along. Oh, I think they might be. Oh, I've been wasting <laughs> my time on this series. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh. So so I mean. All right, let's say Del Grant goes up to that holding cell yes. just before, you know, Blake is admitted yeah. to that holding yeah. cell and says, look, I can't do it now. There's a lot happening now. in this prison, isn't there, on this day? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it now, yeah. but if I ever see you again, Gonna you're dead. You. Yep. Yeah, right. But before all that, before the embezzlement thing and Anna Grant arriving in his life, we also find out, season four, that he knew Keeler. Yes. Somewhere, presumably, in that dome city. Um, we never well, find think... out what their relationship was or what they were doing together. But he does. Keeler calls him old friend, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. So I wonder if Keeler was his his uh, contact to get the exit visas. What in Thomas Cook? At uh, Thomas Cook. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean that that could be a Thomas Cook uh, ship. The space it could princess, well be. Yeah. So so all again, he's, together. He's, yeah, we're building a case against him. Um, so yeah, he didn't kill him. He probably wishes he did. Um, but yeah, I reckon he's he's made friends with Keeler at Thomas Cook, and then eventually broached the subject. Could you get me off world, Keeler? Slippery man that he is. Yeah, of course I can. Of course I can. Um, and then turns him in. Hmm. That would fit, wouldn't it? That would fit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe um, Avon was working at Thomas Cook, 
and was doing all oh, the embezzling from that office. This is this is getting better and better. Yes. Because then that pimply yep. youth maybe was a workmate of Avon. Yep. So when that poster yep. goes up and he's like, Kerr Avon, he's like, I know Kerr Avon. I'll work with him in yeah, the office. Goes, this looks like you, Avon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, perhaps, yeah, perhaps he was working for Thomas Cook. It is all slotting together. Yeah, it mm. is. Uh, but anyway, he is arrested. Yes. He's put in that holding cell. He gets yes. on the London. He goes off. And as I say, we, we, we see him sat down at the very beginning of yes. Spaceful, but we get our yeah, first proper look. We don't see him in, see, in episode one, which is weird because episode one wasn't filmed as episode one, was it? No, it wasn't. So you think no. they would have, you know, he's on contract. They, you think they would have said to him, can you just sit in the background? It could be that he was in that, but th- there was just a shot yeah. of him, but it was just never used. Well, they I do just like shows the, shots that uh, didn't have him in it. You know, the Maximum Power book for the review of um, The Way Back, they do actually say, um, look carefully at 24 minutes or whatever, and you can see Avon in the background as a joke just to get oh. people to go off. So he's not, I haven't, <laughs> yeah. I haven't got that book. So yeah, it's a really um, good book actually. But uh, yeah. Well, so is it just the back of someone's head or something? Yeah. It's, uh, it's just to, to make people go and get their DVDs out. And go, <laughs> Where is he? Um, they say it with such conviction though. Um, <coughs> I'm surprised they haven't, uh, they could CGI him in, couldn't they? Like, uh, they could do Star Wars with the rocks and things. Yes. Yeah. Well, on, on the, uh, London, um, he doesn't come out and say it, but Villa or Blake or Jenna suspects that he's going to arrange a deal with the crew yes. whereby he would be set free and the rest of the prisoners be dumped in space. Yeah, because um, Villa and Jenna don't really trust him. They, they, they anticipate that he will betray everyone. Hmm. So, and, but, but Villa also sort of, you get the feeling that his, his trial was big news because Villa knows all about it. Yes. Doesn't he? Um, yeah, because yeah. he says he's the second best, you know, yeah. uh, person in the Federation. Who was the first? The man that caught him. Yep. So yeah. So do you think, uh, that's interesting as well, the man that caught him, not Bartholomew, the man that caught him. Men oh, yeah. taking, may taking the credit again. Um, so do you think that, uh, that like, in the trial, he he went to pieces a bit and started blaming everyone and trying to cut deals and things? So that Villa just they just assume then that yeah he's he's that sort of a person he's going to try and cut a deal because mm. why would they think he will cut a deal but no one else will? Well, he is very standoffish, isn't he? You know, he he's is, not he's yeah, not but... part of that lot. Um, Do you think all. it's because he's an alpha grade? Just natural distrust. What, what, what he's, he's a bit of a yeah. snob. Yeah, he's the equivalent of you know the porridge episode where Judge Rawley, the, mm. the the Crown Court judge, ends up as Fletcher's cellmate and no one trusts him because he's... I wonder if it's a case of that, whether they're all sort of... They're all grubby little oikes and he's a public school charmer. Well, just, just the fact that he worked for the Federation him. yeah, um, true. before yeah. Thomas Cook. I mean, we know he worked on the matter yeah. tran- transmitter thing. So, so we know that if there was about a year or two's difference, Blake would have happily gunned him down. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Work for the Federation, just as bad. And he would have blown yeah. him up in a... In an true, attack, he would true. have gunned him down. So yeah, so perhaps that's it. Yeah, perhaps perhaps that's why they don't trust him because no matter how bad the others have got, none of them have ever worked for the Federation. Mm. But Avon mm. has. That's really good. That that's a good yeah. good little nugget. That it is a good little nugget. Yeah. Um, here we have it, the first uh, instance of his expertise with computers. Yes. 
well, technical things because he takes control of the computer room and almost from the get-go, we've got the antagonism between him and Blake because he objects when Blake's going to give up. And he's like, but you don't have to give up. We've got the ship. Yeah. Well, again, but he's Blake looking after... Yeah. yeah, he's looking after number one. He yeah. looks after number one more than Villa Definitely. because he's he's got that ruthless thing that Villa hasn't because yeah. they have won. They've got control of the computer room and Blake only gives up when Raker starts having the uh, prisoners shot. Yeah, Avon would happily let them gun down every single one of them, yeah. including Villa and Gan, because he's, his attitude is, yeah, I'm all right, Jack. Yep. So, I mean, perhaps the others are right not to trust him. Yeah, well, that doesn't exactly help, does yeah. it, him, him, him doing that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- then they get the liberator. We have that nice yep. scene, you know, about you know conceptually alien, and um, you know, and that really silly scene where you know Avon says to Jenna, "Why don't you press that one?" and then yeah. runs and grabs yeah. onto the sofa. That could have um, been a self-destruct, couldn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But oh, he um, makes that line about toothpicks and stuff as well. Yes. He? Yeah. A bit elaborate for a toothpick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got great lines all the way yes, through. Yeah. I, I don't know if Avon was Terry Nation's favourite to write, I, but there are some good yeah. lines in. Film. I think so because there's there's archetypal Avons throughout Terry Nation's uh, sort of stories, especially in like Doctor Who, because in Doctor Who, Dalek Invasion of Earth, you've got uh, um, oh, what's his name? It's, he's got it's Wyler in. Is it Wyra? Is is the guy that Andrew Keir plays in the movie? Andrew Keir in the film, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's play, and it, it's very much an Avon. So he's a loner. He doesn't trust anyone. He's got really good quips, and then the Doctor eventually brings him around to start seeing the the benefit of working as a team, much like sort of Blake does with Avon. So I think it is another Terry trope, this style of character, and he obviously enjoys writing for him, as do every other Chris writer Boucher that comes in. Yeah. Yeah, because you've yeah. got lines like, you know, sentiment, sentiment uh, breeds, breeds weakness, weakness. Yeah, you know, let it get yeah. a hold of you and you are dead. You yeah. know, these are fantastic, fantastic lines. lines. And couple that with, uh, we, we're, we're sort of taking the mickey a little bit out of Paul Darrow here and we, you know, but where a Paul Darrow at his best, he has star presence. Oh, Paul yeah. Darrow should have been a movie star. Mm. You know what I mean? He should have been a Bond villain. He could have been Bond. He he should have been He should have been much better recognized than he, he he got he deserved it he's he has he has star presence and you can do you see think it's it in, the curse yeah. of avon though do you think it, yeah uh, he, think so. he, he he is so avon so much yep. linked with avon that people didn't want to use him yeah um, i i think so i think he because again we it, it, from this distance it's it's difficult to remember just how in the public conscious blake seven was in a way that most Doctor Who wasn't. Doctor Who had periods where it was the best-known thing in Britain. But Blake Seven hit every... You'd talk to people that didn't like sci-fi, didn't watch any... They'd watch Blake Seven, Mm. you know. And everyone knew Avon, everyone knew Blake and that. But Avon was definitely... I think think Paul Darrow suffered from the fact he was so good. Mm. Yeah, too good for his own good. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps that was um, what season four was about, his attempt to sully his name. He going, people think I'm too good. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Hold me beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, something we've said about Avon o- over the show is yep. that, is it BS or not, you know, because he'll, he'll come out and he'll say something um, that 
he doesn't back up, so it's just an opinion, really. But he seems to be knowledgeable about things. Yeah. But it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I think Avon's a bit of a blowhard, isn't he? He, I think he's got really good knowledge and really, good, but I think some of what he comes out with is utter bullshit, or mm. exaggerated, or he's saying it for effect. It's like I don't yeah. I don't really believe that he doesn't have feelings for some of the other crew. I don't believe that he has no, you know what I mean? I think, I think he's trying to play himself as well, but sometimes I I think he does. He wants, he wants to be the, he wants to be the center of attention. So he'll come out with something, some theory. And how many times have we said it where he'll say something and he'll go, that's just as I thought it was going to happen. Yes. Yeah. 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 Easy to say. Yeah. 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 There are instances though. I mean, you know, I mean, he, he was an embezzler. I yes. mean, you know, an embezzler isn't a computer expert, but that's yeah. what he morphs into because the plot, the plot dictates it, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and there are many stories where suddenly he's got another bit of information that yes. he only uses that one time. I mean, I'm looking down here. I mean, um, he, he built the detector shield for the Liberator. Yep. Didn't he? He did, um, yeah. He, yeah. It was one of Avon's gadgets. Yep. He knows all about spaceship designs. He does, yeah. Um, um, he knows about rifles, you know, when he, Blake yeah, shows can, him that rifle. Yeah, and he can recognise it's not standard issue. Yeah. I'm still yeah, not yeah. sure how he did that. I don't know how he did that. In Countdown, he knows all about bomb disposal, all of a sudden. Yep. He knows lots and lots of things about, like, minerals and stuff like that, doesn't he? He's but a, very he's a little about computers. This is my point. You, well, that there's not an awful lot of time no. where he actually knows an awful lot about computers. That's mainly because none of the writers, or us at the time, knew an awful lot about computers. Um, yeah. If you could change a, a P-bulb, you were a computer expert, weren't you? Um, yeah. <coughs> bless him. Yeah, I mean, he, he said, yeah, I can only do a rudimentary... Yeah. Uh, rejig of Avalon. Yes. Yeah, which you know? is good. I mean, he, he did okay on it. He, do you know who he is? He's he's the Victor Bergman of Blake 7. Mm. Any? Because Victor Bergman and Space 1999, he was one of those TV scientists. So as soon as you're a TV scientist, you have knowledge of all disciplines. Yeah. Geology, will mineralogy, you out and, physics. Yeah. Because yeah. in real Magnus life... Magnus Pike, course, David yeah. Bellamy. Yeah. yeah, all that lot. Yeah. Yeah, in real life... It, it, you study one narrow field all your life yeah. and you might you might become a leading expert in it. You don't know everything about everything. I mean like Brian Cox, isn't it? Knows yes. a lot about physics, piss all about good music. Mm. So <laughs> Yeah, so you can't um yeah, you can't know everything. But but on the T V program of course, it gets very dull if you've got seven people and they go a ship's turned up. What is it? I know. I don't know. I don't know. No. I don't know. Have you got any idea, Villa? No. Oh well. Should we carry on? <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah, get that, good. That drama definitely that was way, his role, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 And do you know what? As, as a as a younger chap, um, I just bought it. It's like, oh, how does he know this? Oh, he's a scientist. It's good mm. enough, isn't it? Doctor Who's yeah. a scientist. He knows everything. Same thing. <laughs> I mean, you, you just said their his relationship with the crew. I mean, that, that they tried, didn't they, that to try and yeah. infer there might have been something between him and Callie. Um, yeah. But I don't think. No, I don't think either either one was particularly. You I'm know. Um, I'm glad they didn't go down the soapy route of having them all fall in love. Um, no, I with mean each other. Callie is the nearest it gets to. It certainly yeah. didn't happen with um, with Jenna. No, there was there was. In, in, I mean, he tries a couple of times to 
to push to see just how uh, loyal sort of she loyal is. she is. And and I think he rapidly realizes no, she's not. She's got no loyalty to Avon. She's too swayed by Blake. Yeah. So I think he writes her off pretty quickly. Yeah, I think he respects Callie, and he has a. He certainly respects her her point of view because she's the only one that he'll listen to her her say so point of view and not immediately make a, a silly quip about it. Yeah, and Gans she would call him out yeah. on stuff, wouldn't yeah. she? She, yeah. She, she? Yeah. And of course, he he went back to make sure she was dead as well. Yeah. He didn't have to do that, no. you know. If it was the um, other way around, then Villa would save Callie and Taran. He couldn't yeah. save Taran. Do you think he'd have gone back to look <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, he, he had utter contempt for yeah. Gan. He was yes. downright rude to Gan so yeah. many times, you know. Which Maybe is it's we- because he knows yeah. that he's got a limiter, so he can be yeah. rude to him. True. Well, it could be that, but why is he... Because he's rude to Villa, but he respects Villa's talents. Yeah, but they were friends, Yeah, they become they? friends. So that was very much friendly banter. He is just horrible to Gan. So mm. either he's got contempt for people that are thick, and he doesn't really show that any other time, or he's sinned through Gan and he's got contempt because he knows he's a horrible person. Mm. Oh, you, yeah. could, you could look at it that way. You yeah, could. it's... Because uh, he's not really... It's a bit cruel otherwise, isn't it? Because Gan... If you take Gan at face value, he's he's pretty much got a child brain, hasn't he? Yes. He's very, very well, child. Lenny he, again, yeah, he is he? Lenny again. And and for Avon to constantly take the Mickey out of him is quite cruel. It is. And I don't think it Avon's is. a particularly cruel person. No, I think that's bad writing. Yeah. Um, I, I think don't think so, that yeah. was necessary. You know. Um he, he and Orak, great relationship. Um, I like yeah, the contempt he, he, that he has for Orak as well, you know, yeah. and it's not because Orak's stupid. No, no, he, you know, yeah, he, but he, he knows Orak's value, and I got a feeling he would rather sit and talk to Orak than any of the other crew, mm. with the possible exception, weirdly, of Villa. Mm. And they are mates. Yeah, I mean, we've said mates, this before. Yep. You know, they go down and they try cracking the the yep. the, the, the big wheel and stuff. You know, um, and yeah, 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 it is a Saki relationship isn't it he takes yeah. the piss out of villa villa takes they, the piss out of him they act like that's what mates, mates do yeah 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 it's a very i mean i don't know whether that translates well to like non-british but that's a very british matey thing to do the the person you take the piss out of the most is the person that you feel the most for or you have the most respect for you don't take the piss out of people you've just met no and yeah. if it's somebody you don't like, you just don't have anything you just don't, to do yeah, with them. Yeah, you don't have anything to do with them. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the fact that he... There's, it's definitely... It, comes, it always has come across to me as their mates. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's definitely not mates with Tarrant. No. Um, um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, we have that scene between him and Sulin where he's like, oh, well, Tarrant is young, yeah. handsome, you know... The, Whatever that there's three good reasons not to like him, you know, and I don't think he likes Tarrant. I don't like know. the. I don't think he likes the fact that Tarrant comes on board and with, with all the swagger and the me 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 yeah. on board his ship. He does say this is my ship, doesn't he? Yes, um, it was in our very first me, Tarrant one. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. It's weird that <clears throat> from what we were just saying there, he doesn't really do much banter with Tarrant. It's very brusque and very. Mm. So yeah, they they he has no respect for Taron. No, he doesn't like. And he doesn't Tarrant. like him. Yeah. No, no. Do you think he likes Dana? What do you think about him, him with Dana? I, th- I think he, I think he perhaps saw Dana as someone he could mould, someone mm. that that you know 
would is useful. But I don't. I wouldn't say they're mates. I wouldn't say they're friends. No. There's, what I think about him much, and Sulin? Then I think yeah, him and Sulin. Sulin yeah. I I don't think there's any friendship, but I think he respects her her mercenary skills. I and think I think he, she respects him. Yeah. I think they respect each other for the same reason. And they're very sort of civil to each other. There's no joshing. You know, like, oh, like, I, I, I think he's wary of Sulin. Yes. I, I, he, I think she would kill him. With, you know, you yeah. can't push it with Sulin like yeah. you can with Dana or yeah. Tarrant or Villa. You know? See, I think Sulin likes Villa. I don't think she respects him particularly much, but I think she likes him for what he is. So they mm. have a laugh and a joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with with Avon, it's always it's always straight discussion or straight threats if she yeah. thinks he's gonna gonna you know go against her. Mm. But yeah, I don't think I think Villa's the only one he's got friendship for, mm. and then along comes season four and wrecks it. Um, yeah, like everything else it does. But yeah, up to certainly up to the end of season three, and I think we we we've said before that Terminal is the much better place for Villa to lose respect for Avon I mm. think Villa at that point thinks he's gone too far and there's I don't think there's much coming back from it well there wasn't was there no. we said last week you've only got yeah. Warlord and then we're yeah. into Blake so you know I mean yeah I mean if season five had happened I don't know if that relationship would ever have been repaired I don't think so no um when a friend of yours is actually going to kill you you know uh so that they can stay alive that's not something you can really laugh off really is it no i mean although i think avon logically it was the right thing to do mm. you know yes. it's like yeah, they, yeah. if you're going to stay alive die, one yeah. dies yeah you would like to think that your friend would die with you yeah that's but, what villa would like him yeah. to have decided yeah. yes they both go out together yeah um the biggest relationship question i think problem there is is the retconning that you were saying you know to retcon avon into a hero and that's the relationship between him and serverlan yes i i don't i don't really buy the relationship that they tried to build up for this james bondian sort of you know th- this tv idea that the bitterest of enemies actually secretly like each other and it's i don't I much preferred season one and two where he just saw, he, he didn't really have any opinion on her personality. She was just the enemy. That's it. Mm, this whole yeah. idea of having them actually, they, you know, the will they won't they? Yeah. Let's not have them doing that. It's, it's, you're into melodrama there. Yeah. You're because soap. Yeah. Before season three, um, they had only met twice. Yeah. Um, in Orac and weapon. And then only in very, very briefly. Yeah. But, of course, season three comes along. Blake's gone. They were going to have this captain character, which was distilled down into Tarrant. But against Paul Darrow's wishes, they decided to play up Avon as the hero, which takes away the whole appeal of Avon, is he was the one in the background being Saki, arguing against everything, you know? But now he's got to take centre stage. And Avon, the hero in season three, had no goal. What was... Yeah. What was Avon and the crew's goal? Chris Boucher said after Blake went, they basically became pirates. They yeah. had no mission at all. There was no goal for them, was there? No, there was no, like you say, there was no overarching goal for any of it. In reality wise, at that point, once Blake's gone, they should either all go their own separate ways or they should have, 
They should have either become criminals, you know, that they go out and they're robbing people left, right and centre, or they should have just disbanded or gone off somewhere. There's no reason for them to keep having to go at the Federation. No. None and, and which they, is why they, they don't. They, they, they try to avoid it, don't they? They avoid yeah. the Federation. And yeah, yeah. We, you do have piracy. Harvest of Kairos was yeah. a piracy yeah. story, wasn't it? You know, and I don't know. I mean, did everyone just stay on on the Liberator with Avon because it's convenient? Weirdly, They've Harvest got nowhere of Kairos else to go. Is, is a season two Avon again. He's not got no real interest in the main plot. He's doing no. his own thing. He's coming out with the Saki comments yeah. and, and criticising. And he, he works better in that episode than he does in a lot of the, the seasons. You imagine if they had have introduced the captain. He could have been the one that had a history of with Servalan. Yes. Might have, oh, yes. You know, she might have been his protégé. That would have been interesting. So he knows her better than she knows herself. And You could have built up all that interesting stuff, kept all that. It would have made sense then that they might have had a relationship, so they've got that from you. Avon stays as the Avon we know and love. Um, yeah. No talent coming in, you know. Um, it would have been really good, but no, that you're right. They've so they've they've cobbled together these these ideas, and it's like, oh, so we haven't got the captain. So Avon's now the hero. Now we've mm. got all these scripts where we had the captain, uh, like having sexy, sexy talk with Serverland. Oh, let's just give it to Avon. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Matter. Matter. No, in the aftermath, yeah. she says we can co co rule the galaxy. Yeah. You and know, he sees and straight like, through it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, why it doesn't would, work? Yeah, why would she want to co rule the galaxy with a man she's met twice before? Yeah. She's spoken to she, Villa more. Yeah, yeah, and she, but then she becomes his Moriarty and you know yeah. his it's nemesis sh- it's because a shite idea that it's terrible. I mean, yeah. in Traitor, he says, "Oh, you know, I'm glad that she didn't die. I need to kill her myself." That's not season one and two, Avon, at all. No, it's it, thing is though, it's people always people always they do it in Doctor Who and everything where they go, "Oh, the hero's got to have a Moriarty." Go back and read the original uh, Conan Doyle Holmes novels. Moriarty's, Moriarty's in like not three there. of them, yeah. yeah. And the yeah. one time he actually meets Holmes, they've got no connection other than Holmes has worked out who he is and wants to stop him. They're not old brothers. They're not old school no. chums. They're not, all of that shite has been put in by other writers since and it's ruined it and when people go ah oh, you know like with the the master oh the doctor needs a, a moriarty figure no no he doesn't no. <laughs> it, it that's soap opera stop it mm. you know it's because you immediately get to the point where it's after they've best someone's been bested twice by someone else it's it's nonsense mm. And I think, yeah, Blake 7 did stuff from that. Serverland should, as we said, I think, last week, Serverland should have disappeared uh, in Star 1. Yeah. Blake should have disappeared in Star 1 and been gone. They should have done something. Yeah, it's like they've... Much as I'd like uh, Travis to stay, his story's done. Without Blake, he's nothing. Serverland is the same. Without Blake, Serverland should be nothing. Yeah. Because there's no reason to carry on with it other than the fact that they you know they've lost their main character so they want to try and keep everything else as much as much as the same as they can Mm. Mm. you could have gone off into so many different directions with avon and the crew in season three and they went with the least interesting yes not nicely summed up yeah um apologists for um both avon and paul darrow say you know um some of 
Avon's um, uh, actions in season four and some of Paul Darrow's portrayal is a descent into madness. Yeah. That Avon has gone do lally. If that is the case, right, and it's a good way of apologising for the Yorbrinner moments and stuff like that, I suppose. Um, but when do you think it happened? If Avon is unhinged, you know, where, where, is is it the loss of Anna Grant? Is it the loss of the Liberator? Where would you definitely say that's it? That's where he cracks. I think, I think the moment where he actually cracks is the loss of the Liberator, um, because. That's when I mean that's the only time where his laugh at the end of it fits because he's lost everything and it's his own fault. So I think that's the point he cracks. Uh, I I mean the Anna Grant stuff would cause him to become more and more psychotic and not caring about anyone. But then almost the next episode it's back to normal Avon. So I I'm I'm not a great I know a lot of people think that the Anna Grant storyline is like the the guiding force, the pinnacle of Avon. I just I think it's nonsense, and you could cut out that whole episode, and it wouldn't affect Avon's character one jot. No, I'm looking at the list here of the episodes. Right, straight after Rumors of Death, you've got Sarcophagus. Yep. Right. Non- then so, got... so so he's, he's he's so cut up about uh, Anna Grant's death that he's going to snog yeah. a, uh, a a green a, a zombie alien. alien. Yeah. yeah. Um, then you've got Ultra World, which... He doesn't um, really show a lot of uh No, of that's, just a regular, that, no yeah. that's just a regular Avon. Then um, Moloch. Yeah. Again, normal Avon. He's not exactly yeah. grief-stricken and, or psychotic no. in that. And in Death Watch, he's positively t- uh, chummy with Tarrant, saying about, I-, yeah. I hope you haven't got any t- tedious scruples about cheating. Oh, good. When, yeah. Yeah, he's you know, right you know, And he's grinning away. Yeah, yeah, so so that's the Avon that was at the beginning of season three, really. Yeah, yeah the Anagram. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Season, uh, it's terminal. It's terminal, losing the yeah. Liberator that does it. Yeah. Yeah. He, his, his obsession has cost him everything. Um and also, he knows that they know that. He knows that Villa and the others know that he's screwed up. Yeah, because straight after Terminal, yeah, you you, you do see, I mean, yeah, it's season four, um, and we've said maybe Paul was, you know, a bit hacked off that he had to come yeah. back, contractual obligation, and, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't think Paul Darrow needs any, any apology. He doesn't need apologists or any reason. Because no. he's human, and we've all been there, We've all been in jobs where you stay a few years longer than you should and you're not doing the good job you used to do. Mm. We've all done it. That is human nature. And I think coupled with everything else that happened behind the scenes, I think he does for he certainly does a better job than I would have done in the I mean, I, yeah. it, had I been him, obviously I would do a terrible job because I'm not a very good actor. Um yeah, I, I don't think... I think he does exactly what... I think you can visibly see him bored with the part, and he's... Mm. Let's have a little play with this. I mean, and funny enough, when he when he uh, did Time Lash, Doctor Who, Colin Baker said that of him, because they were old pals, and he said, you had to be careful, because he would... They would try and out-camp each other and out-act mm. each other, because he was... He would grow bored with a poorly written part mm. and I think that's what's happened in season 4 is there's not really much for him to get his teeth into, he's done it all, so he's going, yeah. oh, let's, where can we push this, which as an actor I think is, you know, I can understand that 
you, you yeah. get it with long runs of plays, don't you? Where like someone will sign up for a play for to run for six months, and they say that the the play at the end of it after six months is not the same characters you've got on the initial no. run because the actors get bored. So they yeah. start, what would happen if I introduced this? And you end up with a different character. And I think that's what happens with, I think that's all it is. He's bored. I think, I think the writing has an mm. awful lot to do with it as well. Cause yeah. again, looking, looking at the, um, you know, the, the story list here, I mean, in season four, you've got rescue, yeah. right. And straight after power and you've got that scenes with him and Pella. Now that's definitely not the Avon of season no. one and two. Um, you've got star drive with Dr. Paxton or, Doctor Who, as he goes yeah. at the end, that's quite a ruthless Avon. Yeah. Uh, there, um, and then you've got Headhunter at the end. He's quite angry that they've destroyed the Muller android when he wanted to actually use it. Um, and then, yeah, it descends down. We've got Orbit, of course, yeah. of course, haven't we? Um, um, and then Warlord, then Blake. Um, yeah, I think given 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 good lines to say, he's still doing good work but they're not exactly classics are they the scripts i mean i like headhunter and i think he does, he's, he's really good he's back to sort of normal avon in that rescue i think he's really good in um but you can see why like in uh in power and traitor and that that he it, i mean it, it almost becomes a pantomime doesn't it and i think that the actors react to that mm. You know, yeah, I, and that and that's why you, when in animals when he does kick that door open and slips yeah. on the mat, you know, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, can you imagine turning up, having read the awful script for animals where they've you know they've literally tipexed out one name and put another and blah blah blah, and then you turn up on on set or you know for the location shooting, and you see the design of it. Mm. I think I would any I, if I was an actor I'd be like yeah okay I'm you giving do, up you here. respond yeah. to your material don't yeah. you and and that's why you know he is so good in Blake um, because the the yeah. old Brinner elements have gone away and yeah yeah you know that, that's a terrific performance in yeah. Blake I think it's his yeah probably his best of season four mm. oh I would say yeah. so I would say so and is it because um, his old his old pal Gareth who let's face it is a bloody good actor. Is it because he's there and he's he's bringing the A game as well? I think you're right. We said that about Star One, um, yep. about how Gareth Thomas uh, seemed to be enjoying it. And in Terminal, you see Paul Darrow is very good in that because his yeah. mate's back as well. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I think so. They're people after all. Yeah. Uh, question for you. Is Avon dead? Yeah. Yeah. He he died, as he uh, would have wanted to in a blaze of glory. In Is fact, there any fan theory yeah. that you like um, that, 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 that would explain that he no he is still alive? They're all a bit. I mean, you you could you could have it if they'd have wanted to carry on season five. You could have done it where there's any number of interesting ways you could have had, like you said, had it that they were firing stun bolts and they all survive, but. That so cheapens that final scene, mm. which I'm not. I mean, when we did Blake, I'm not a great fan of Blake the episode. I do think it's a shonky episode for most of it, but that final scene, I think, is brilliant. That where he stood, and the way it's directed, and then you it cuts to the black, and you get the sound effects. <laughs> I remember at the time thinking, oh, you know, even then, you, I was just starting to get into 
like studying filmmaking things like that so you could tell when this wasn't the usual bbc point the camera at and hope for the best style mm. of direction and i i think anything you do after that would cheapen it it reminds See, me very much of the universal horror frankenstein movies where you would get great endings and then the following film they got to find some way of resurrecting them and it's just and hammer was the same gets cheaper and cheaper yeah until yeah. it gets to the point where it's pointless i think we had we had two brilliant one great and one okay seasons of a bloody good program leave it there but what yeah exactly what would have happened if there had been a uh you, you know season, season five. five well we don't have to look very far do we look at doctor who in the 1980s yeah true it would true. have yeah. been awful yeah you're exactly right i mean if if we had found out for example you know that those federation yeah. guys that came in they were part of blake's crew and it was just one more test yeah, you know, and they had just stunned them. Or all those gunshots you hear are Blake's people shooting down the Federation yeah. people. And hey, don't worry. It yeah, that that moment loses all its impact. Yeah, it just becomes another ending. It's like yeah. oh, the Bobby Ewing. Oh, it was all a dream yeah. sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why I don't like you know what the Rise of Skywalker. You know, I like Return of the Jedi and the fact that the the Death Star yeah. blew up, the bad guys dead. That's the end of that's it. That's all you, know? you need. Yeah. Anything else is just it's just stop just there. You don't need money. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have been the budget would have been slashed because the BBC was in horrendous financial difficulties at that point. Yeah, um, they'd pumped so much money into EastEnders, it was madness. Um, so it would have been a lower budget than season four. What, they what, would what have, you've done casting wise because towards the end, I mean, that's when you were getting the Ken Dodds and the Hale yeah. and Paces and well, the Nicholas what, Parsons. I think that's what you it know. would have done. Uh, I think it would have been very much, uh, very much stunt casted. The other thing, of course, that here, here's a thought to sober the mind. So, at around that time, JNT wanted out of Doctor Who. He wanted you're not going to say what I think you're yeah, going to say, are you? Because you know what the BBC would have done. They'd have gone, okay. Shunted um, him over. Yeah, JNT's just had a massive success with the uh, Five Doctors 20th anniversary. He wants out. Okay, what have we? We've got this. We've got Blake Seven. Give him Blake yeah, Seven. Give him that. See oh, what he can no. do with it. Yeah. There's a there's a big finish. So Blake you could have had Hale and Pacers like yeah, Hale and yep. Pacers trooper par types. Hale and yes. Pace in the best yep. bell staffs. Oh, yep. good grief! You would have had uh, Travis. <laughs> you would have had light entertainment casting. Molly Sugden as Servalan. Yep. Your dream yep. would have come My true. My dream yes. would have come true. <laughs> Weird thing is, Molly Sugden actually a very good actress. She is. Yeah. What about Beryl Reed as Servalan? Because she had the well, black <laughs> outfit in, in that Doctor. Yeah. Oh dear, Beryl uh, Reed as Servalan. I love, I love her in that. She's so miscast. Oh no. Do you know what? <laughs> people, people say anyone can play anything. I beg to no. differ. I no, beg no, to no, differ. no, no. Yeah, no. You, I think you would have ended up like that. Yeah. You would yeah. have. You would have probably had because JNT would have seen. He would have gone. Wow, the fans love me when I keep bringing back old things. Let's bring back. Travis. Travis. Let's bring yeah. back. Oh, there's the Liberator. Let, yeah, I. It. I think it died when it needed to die. Yes. Much, yeah, I, I love I, the program. I think you're right. Any, I think anyway, you're right. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have done two years of uh, of this no. if we didn't both love the program. But some things need to end. Mm. And if they do decide to reboot it, then reboot it properly. Don't mm. don't base anything on. It. Just go. 
okay, go back to the basics that we've got a you know a, a, an intergalactic tyranny and a group of criminals that want to and go from that. Trouble yeah. is though, that's been done a few times. Yes, but of course. Yeah. yeah, don't don't remake it with Avon's daughter. No, no. Don't God, remake no. it with Silverland's son. Oh, no, no. All right, back to Avon. Let it be. Let, Let it be. be. All right. <laughs> Uh, ruthless or not? Would you say uh, Avon was incredibly ruthless? Incredibly ruthless, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got his uh, tally. Stone here. cold killer. Stone cold. Stone killer, cold killer. Yeah, because in Cygnus Alpha, he asks, oh, no, Jenna asks him, "Do you think you could ever kill somebody?" Yeah. And he says, "I don't know." Um, he soon later learns. On we, yeah, he, he does learn. If he hasn't killed the pimply yeah. youth, um, um, you know, um, he definitely did catch up, didn't he? Yes. You know. Um, so here's his list, right? First time he ever shot anybody was in Deliverance, okay, when he, one of the um, Swamp Castle people right. he, he shot. Um, on Zondar, he, he killed one of the President's security people, a, a trooper in Weapon, four Federation troopers in Horizon, Tynus, of course, he killed by pushing him into that. Yes. Thing where he got electrocuted, two of um, that bus driver Mori, oh, yeah. uh, the troopers guys. in Volcano, yeah. one of the Tharn's guards, um, four of Shad's guards in Harvest of Kairos, at least two of Baben's men on Kazan. He killed. Well, he didn't kill Shrinker, but he left Shrinker to die, didn't he? Yeah. He definitely yeah, he, killed, he killed him, didn't he? He didn't. He might not. Yeah, yeah. Shrinker, effectively, he yes. Um, he, well, he killed Anna Grant, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he he killed old what's his face, Bruno from Strictly Dorian's, Dorian's you know yeah. Gestalt thing. Yeah, yep. uh, two homics. Yep. Um, uh, um, on on Zenon and later Pella. Um, two space rats in Star Drive. A mutoid in Animals. A guard on Xerox. Uh, at least one guard on the Space Princess. Four troopers on Beta File. Uh, two bounty hunters. On Galda Prime, and then um, his wife, yeah, uh, Klein. So um, he's trigger happy, isn't he? Yeah, and then Blake, of course. Yeah. Non-stop fan action. <laughs> he's a great fanny, isn't he? He is a great fanny. Um, the ones that I object to the most are the 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 innocents he kills. So like the the guards on the Space Princess. Yes, they're just they're they're Group Four security. Yeah, they're, they they're, have nothing to do with it. Yeah, nothing to do with Federation, and he's killed them for money. Yeah, and I think that. To me, that's the point. That's the point where it goes over into, you know, people go, "Ah, oh, are these the good guys or the bad guys?" These are the bad guys at that point. Yeah, you because know? if you're going to kill, it should be through self-preservation, not yeah. in the pursuit of greed or whatever. Yeah, if someone comes after you, like most of those, most of those people coming after them, yeah, I can understand that. I don't even really. I mean, a lot of the Federation guards died for no reason. I think. Um, but they just that, happen to be there. Yeah, they just happen to be there. They're, they, you know, I feel sorry for them. But the, yeah, the guards on the space princess—that's totally that's murder. Yeah, that's not self-defense. That's not anything. You've murdered them to get some dosh. And doesn't um, Keela? No, no, no. I think it's Sulin object when Keela shoots somebody on the space yeah. princess yeah, for Keela, absolutely Keela no reason, saying, oh, "Oh, they were unarmed." Yeah, you know. Hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, next bit. Uh, do you recall what Avon's first line is in the show? Um, oh, God. So Villa would have said, this is Kerr Avon. No, it's before no, that. It's before that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's short, shortly after Jenna's face slap. Oh, doesn't he? Doesn't Avon say it? No, Villas says you could have at least <laughs> made him happy or whatever. No, I don't know. I can't remember. No, it, um, Villa's not there. Mm. Um, as I say, you know, she gets the uh, crack across the yeah. face. You sit the camera, you know, pans to Avon. He he comes around, sits at a table, gets something out of his top pocket, and Jenna says to him, "What have you got there?" And his first line is nothing. Which is typical season one Avon. That's a piss yeah. off. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Go well. away. Leave me alone. Yeah. And do you know what his last line is? And is it prophetic? Uh, is his last line, is it true? Did you betray us? Did you betray me? Is that it? Or does he say something after that? No, there's something just after it. And oh. I think it is prophetic. It, it is really prophetic. What is it? When when, when um, Blake says, I set all this up, he yeah. goes, yes. And I think that's prophetic in that, you know, he has been waiting for Blake to betray yes. him. Yeah. And that yes, and the emphasis he puts on yes is yes, you have, you finally, yes, finally. Yes, you're a hypocrite. That's what he wanted from episode one. It has all fallen away. You are the person I always thought you were. You were too good to be true. I think he died happy then. Do you reckon he died happy? Maybe that's why he smiles at the end. I was right. Oh, bugger. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, On a trivial uh, level. Yes. but I, I'm interested to hear what you say in this, um, because you are a, uh, a costumer yourself, yes. right? Do you have a favourite Avon outfit? Uh, my my all-time favourite is the one I made and wore, thinking about the black jumpsuit uh, that he wears with in the studs. Like that, with the studs and the, uh, the vest. Um, other than that, I really, really like his Rem outfit from season one i think which has got like the sh- over the shoulder and he's got like like some circuity thing on the front right you know my favorite I mean? i've got it down yeah. the cartridge player one ah, and that, i think that's yeah. what we I called it that, yes, yes. It, it is a very much a rem outfit yes. and it looks like he's it. got a yeah. slot on the front for putting in a cartridge yeah. or a cassette that would, that's my favorite yeah, one that would be the one i would make i would want to make for that because he 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 wore his anorak once and it didn't yes. suit him. But then he got that awful uh, silver costume. What, the um, Baker foil the one? The Baker foil one, which I just don't like silver costumes. I think, I, you know, I, and they're not, I'm not a grand. And it's got those weird pocket flaps that look like saggy boobs yes. on him. Um, and he, he wore a couple of nice, he had a couple of nice things, but I didn't. He had that brown corduroy one, which I admire the costume, but it doesn't suit him. I don't think brown suits him at all. He's not no, no, he, he's person. best in black and grey, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he's, um, he's Although I like that red leather one he had. I think that was season yeah, lobs- two. Yeah, the lobster one. Yeah, these are all in my mind right now because yeah. Andy's just put up pictures on Facebook, yes, hasn't he, yeah. for the well, Forever Avon thing we've, about the outfit. We've outfits. fondled a lot of these, haven't we? We have, and he, we will fondle yeah. again in July, we won't we? Uh, yes, um... <laughs> I I think he looked good in the uh, in the warlord uh, jumpsuit, you know the yeah and so did Su- Yeah, I like I quite like the design them. But yeah, I mean my my all time favourite is the uh, is the uh, outfit. I suppose it's the outfit he died in, isn't it? Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's, that's yeah. why you made it, of course. Of course, you know, yes, yeah. Um, I love it. yeah. My, my my worst one is that god awful season three or is it season four 
where, where, where he's got those huge, great padded things on his elbows oh, and, yes, and shoulders. Yeah. It's god there's awful. A, there's a lot of terrible season three outfits. Was it June Hudson still at that point? No, no, no. I think no, no, no. It was June Hudson still yeah. in season three. I think, yeah, yeah. But no, that was god awful. Yeah, I didn't like that. I, I mean, he's in a, in a show that is renowned for terrible outfits. He had some of the better ones. Um, I like his black leather one, but that's been sullied. The memory of it has been sullied yes. by the fact that Tarrant ended up wearing it yeah. in season four. Yeah. Yeah, no one, no one wants to go near that gusset, do they? Anyway. Uh, no, not after um, that. Do you prefer him with Buffon? Or no, no, no. Drag your I, I, hedge I, backwards. Yeah, no. I like, I like the season yeah. one. You know, put him bold. Put him bold. Yeah, because because be he honest, hasn't got a clue, has no, he? No, he hasn't got a clue. And we all had cuts like that, didn't we? At that point, when we lived with our yeah. mums, yes, yeah. we did. See, that's playing up the living with your mum yeah. theory. I still. Do you think it was Callie that used to cut the hair, or or being responsible for making it bouffant? Yeah. No, I reckon it's I Dana because you got more bouffant in season yeah. four, and Callie wasn't. Do you around. think it was Villa cutting it in season one and two for him? Yeah. Just um, a pudding bowl. I do like his yeah. pudding bowl. It's much the same as Villa. If you look at the black and white photos from season one on uh, and two, the outfits and the haircuts, you know, they almost look Dickensian. You know, yes, they look dead yeah. serious, don't they? Or 1984, you know? Yeah, definitely. A, a utilitarian outfits. Yes. Um, do you prefer him wielding the clip gun or the Liberator Blaster? I think he's he handles the Liberator Blaster like no one else. It's brilliant. The way he whips yeah. it out. Ah, ooh, superb, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and fanning. Why yeah. you have to fan the Liberator Weapon, I don't know. Maybe the Scorpio but, do one. You know what? I'm glad he does. Yeah, I'm yeah. great. I'm grateful for a bit of Fanny. Yeah, a bit, yeah. <laughs> That's like a T-shirt. <laughs> can someone take that? Can someone clip that uh, and just loop it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, favorite Avon moment? Have you had a thought? Have I you... I did. My favorite Avon moment. So I, I um I took your advice because you said there's loads of like clip shows on YouTube yes, where people have done our hard work for us. And because because there's so many, almost every line is good. But my favourite scene is um, Star One, where he he basically tells Blake at the beginning, "I've had it, I've had enough. This is it, no more." Draws a line and says, "I actually um, I, I, I did do a screenshot of it. Where is it? Let's see if I just in case you know." So he says. Um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you can destroy whatever you like. You can stir up a thousand revolutions. You can wade in blood up to your armpits. Oh, and you can lead the rabble to victory, whatever that may mean. Just as long as there's an end to it. When Star One is gone, it is finished, Blake. And I want it finished. I want it over and done with. I want to be free. I want to be free of him. I love that. I think that sums up Avon on Blake's relationship. And it's a brilliant well, scene. There's so many well, good scenes in Star One. Yeah, well, thank you, Ian, because you have saved me the oh, problem of, of, of yeah. cutting the, this yeah. audio up because it's a, a case of snap. Is it? I, I, oh, I'm right. exactly the same. It's wow. always been, and I think I've mentioned it before yeah. that this is my favourite Avon moment. It, it's a terrific yeah. script. Uh, the bit that you've just read out yeah. there, delivered brilliantly oh, by Paul Darrow. I think you meant me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you and Paul Darrow. My, my favourite funny... Avon scene. Have you thought of another plan? Yes, I'm going to get some sleep. How can you sleep with all this happening? With all what happening? Blake is sitting up in a tree, Travis is sitting up in another tree. Unless they're planning to throw nuts at one another, I don't see much of a fight developing before it gets light. You're never involved, are you, Avon? You ever cared for anyone? Except yourself. 
I have never understood why it should be necessary to become irrational in order to prove that you care, or indeed why it should be necessary to prove it at all. Is that an insult, or did I miss something? You missed something. Blake is sitting up a tree, Travis is sitting up another tree, and Essa planning to throw nuts at one another. I don't see much of a fight developing before it gets light. All right, I love we'll that. put in two audio two, clips after all. So but, just about yeah. here, we'll put in the funny one. Yeah. Right? But no, I, I, I yeah, totally agree with you yeah. about the style one thing because it's a brilliant script delivered brilliantly by Paul Darrow. You know, I like yeah. the way, you, you know, when he starts, and he, you can wade in blood up to your armpits, yeah. blah, 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 and all like that. But it's when Kelly says... But you are free now, Avon. And he yeah. and he turns and he glares. And it's oh, the way Paul Darrow's, I want to be free of him. And get, it's that look on his face. Yeah, there is he- The hairs on my neck are standing yeah, on end. It is absolute, utter loathing, yes, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And that's, I think that sums it all up. Um, and it's it's superbly played. And, and mm. Yeah, and Blake looks a bit upset, doesn't he? He's like, he's crestfallen. There is only Lurgan's word. Everybody else who knew is either dead or amnesiac. One clue, just one, and we have got it. Why are you listening to this drivel, Blake? We can take Star One, let's get on with it. Very stirring. When did you become a believer? Are you just going to sit there? You have led them by the nose before. Excuse me, are you going to answer her question? Show me someone who believes in anything. And I will show you a fool. I meant what I said on Goth, Avon. We are not going to use Star One to rule the Federation. We are going to destroy it. I never doubted that. I never doubted your fanaticism. As far as I am concerned, you can destroy whatever you like. You can stir up a thousand revolutions. You can wade in blood up to your armpits. Oh, and you can lead the rabble to victory. Whatever that might mean. Just so long as there is an end to it. When Star One is gone, it is finished, Blake. And I want it finished. I want it over and done with. I want to be free. But you are free now, Avon. I want to be free of him. I never realized. You really do hate me, don't you? When we have dealt with Star One, I will take you back to Earth, and then the Liberator is mine. Agreed. Agreed. Assuming the others go along with it. Why should we? Yes, why should we? It's all a bit high-handed, if you ask me. When Star One is destroyed, I'll take you back to Earth, and then the Liberator is mine. And I like the way he goes, the Liberator is mine. Agreed. And that's when, you know, he says, well, agreed, as long as all the others you know, yeah. go along with it, you know? No, terrific, terrific. Both both of those moments. Yeah, I'd yeah. forgotten about the whole, they're up in a tree unless yeah, they start throwing nuts really at each to... other. You know, it's terrific, yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, that, that works even, it's better because in, it's in the middle of a very serious sort of <clears throat> section of the show, isn't it? And it just comes out, it's, it's wonderful. But this was hard, <clears throat> um, because almost every line that Paul Darrow delivers is quotable or playable yep yeah it's it was so difficult this morning so i was going through and i was thinking this one uh, this one yeah. and then i it that one played and it was like yep that's it that's it that's just perfect 
That's and that's the, the appeal of this show. Moment. This is yeah. why we're doing a podcast on it, you know. Yeah. And, and, and you know, when I do audio clips, I find them very difficult to actually edit down. You can't just have a one-line clip, you know. No. If you're talking about Paul Darrow or Jacqueline Pierce or whoever, you know, you, you, you need it in, in its entirety. Yeah. I don't know. Did Blake 7 ever win any, like, awards from anyone for scripts and that i don't think it did but it, well, it won the starburst awards yeah, you know that convention real, i went to but no i mean back then i I, yeah. I think if there were tv awards they were just given over to the the highbrow stuff because yeah. it wasn't really soap opera time then either was it you know yeah i had no so, and coronation yeah. street and they soaps would never win exploded. anything no no yeah, it, had no. To, it had to be a Dickens or Bronte or something like that, didn't it? The, the classic no, it, serial. Yeah, drama. it was basically Terry Wogan yeah. was the only person that, that would yeah. actually, you, you know, he was um, he was a great fan of the show. Promote it. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, and Clive James as well. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. Um, Paul Darrow's real name. Do you know Paul Darrow's real name? The uh, first bit's correct. It's Paul something. Oh right. Um, no, I don't. Uh, it's Burkeby. Oh, yeah. I see why he changed it. Yeah, well, that's his agent. He, yeah. he goes, no, you need something more pronounceable and more yeah. recognisable. And it Where was his dad. Where did Darrow come from? From his dad. Oh, right. um, He said change it to Darrow after an American attorney called Clarence Darrow. Oh, right. I thought he was. I've never heard of Clarence da- Darrow. Like the Darrow marches and things like that. No, 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 no. It's just from his dad. There was a lawyer called Darrow. So oh, right. yeah, Darrow. Yes. Um, we haven't done this for absolutely ages, but sometimes when we're talking about, you know, genre tallies, um, and this hasn't happened for quite a few episodes, um, Life Force would, would would pop up that this person right. was considered for the role of Life oh, Force. Right. Do was you remember? It, was it Picard's? Well, I, yeah. I haven't watched Life Force since the video yeah. day, so I've got a number of um, characters that he went up for. Oh, right. and, okay. and, I, and I think Paul Darrow actually wins. It wasn't the Space the, Vampire, was it? No, it, no, it, it wasn't Matilda May. Yeah. No, no. Paul Darrow um, wandering ass naked through <laughs> places. Right, he went up for the roles of, and I, yep. I don't know if you know these names, but uh, I, I certainly don't. Uh, Kane, right? Uh, he was the he was the SAS uh, officer. Kurt Do you think he Blonde could have done Kurt that? Um, we well, could have. I mean, he played. I mean, he was in Doctor Who as an officer. I no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have cast him as that personally. Okay, Doctor Armstrong, is that th- the Picard role? I think that's Picard. Yeah, in which case, yeah, I I could see him doing that. Someone, somebody called Bukowski. Oh, I don't, I'm not sure which character that no. was. Someone called Lamson. No, it doesn't ring a bell. And these, Kelly. So that's Kevin, one, these two, might have three, been, four, five. Yeah, these might have been the astronauts at the beginning because it was a multinational crew. Oh so right. Oh, been, so Bukowski yeah. is yeah. right. Right. Um, he was interviewed for a part in The Bounty, the Mel Gibson oh, right. on the Bounty film, but I don't know what role he went up for. He would have made a really good Bly. He would, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've only seen this mentioned once, and I've never seen it mentioned anywhere else, that he went up for the role of Blake. Hmm, but I don't that. know. I don't know, because... It's Ver Lorimer who, who met him in a corridor and said, yeah. there's a new science fiction series coming. I think you'd be good for this role of Avon, you know. But presumably, mm. he would have already known about that if he had gone up for the Blake role. He would have thought so. It doesn't ring true. I mean, it might have been that they, 
perhaps they hadn't cast anyone at that point. Was he one of the first ones? And they might have gone, okay, what part? Oh, well, we've got Blake. Uh, no, we've got, and it's just stemmed from that. Don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, no, it could be. I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think it would have been. He wouldn't have worked as Blake. No. No, 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 I don't no, think no, so. no, no, no. And he wouldn't have worked as Villa. He wouldn't no. have worked as Gan. Oh, my son's just come through the door. Hello, Samuel. Yes, home safely. He's just um, taking shelter here from Storm Kiera. Kiera. That could be your very last one. It could be, yes. Make most of that, folks. Um, right, so, yeah, Paul, everybody knows he was a massive fan of cinema. Yes. And um, he used to spend an awful lot of time in the cinema when he was um, little. He, he used to um, stay in there. Do you remember a time when you could stay in the cinema and stay yeah. as long as you wanted to? Yeah, I used to do it. it we'd, we'd buy a 50p ticket in the cinema, and I would stay and watch like Battlestar Galactica four times in a day. It's very weird yeah. to think of that now. I mean, yeah. I, I remember when I first started in the cinema, um, when you used to have a double bill, you know, you had this thing called the second feature, which yeah. was the older film, and then you had a uh, sales break and then ads trailers main film. But always, I guess to keep the running times down, the first show of the day was just the ads, trailers, and main film. So if you wanted to see the second feature, you yeah, had you to, to wait yeah. for the next show, watch that second feature, watch that film, and then leave, if you wanted to, yeah. at the sales break, you know. So this is what Paul used to do. He used to go to the cinema, stay there all day, and apparently his mum used to phone the cinema and ask an usherette to go in and say, it's time for your tea. Brilliant. I love you that. Know? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's a different age. I mean, I like I say, I've something I've said before on Effectively Speaking, when I went to see Star Wars uh, as a young child, um, the Ash, it was like halfway through and Yasha went, um, yeah, just go in, whatever. And we went mm. in and saw the end of Star Wars before the beginning and then sat and watched it again. Yeah, because you could. It you is could. They didn't care, now. yeah. And that children would just go in and then spend all day in the cinema. Yeah. I think it was know? a good thing. It was a, it was a nice... It, you couldn't do it. I mean, I, I don't know how today's generation or even the next generation of film buffs are going to are going to come up. They're not going to see stuff at the cinema because you can't afford it. No. You know, 15 no, no. quid a pop to watch a film. Yeah. They, yeah. Their memories are going to be of streaming it or downloading it illegally or... Yeah, I mean, you know. small divergence. I mean, when from, from when I was very little, like seven or eight, you know, our local cinema was about two miles away across fields. Yeah. And I used to walk across the fields to that village yeah. where the cinema was, completely by myself a lot of the yeah. times, and then walk back across the fields, you know. Sometimes I remember going to see uh, a friend of mine, and it was a Saturday, and they put on one of the Peter Cushing Doctor Whos, and walking back from that in the dark with the wind blowing in the trees yeah. and being really quite scared. Yeah. So I must have been yeah. quite small, you know. Yeah. Because mm. you could yeah. also, like, we... We had a we had one cinema that was a single screen, and then we had one cinema that had three screens. And you could go in and start watching a film and go, I, I don't fancy this. This is no good. Get up and go out and go and watch the other film. Yeah, because no, they weren't no one, monitored. Yeah, no one monitors you. I mean, I, I used to see like films I shouldn't have seen at that age because you'd just go in. Yeah, you know, it was such yeah. a weird, such a more innocent time, wasn't it? Although you <laughs> would die of cancer from all the smoke in there. It's hilarious to me that the cinema I first started in, when I first started in 81, you, you know, the, the largest, it was a yeah. three-screener, and the largest auditoriums were 250 seats each, yeah. and uh, which isn't big. And you had a no-smoking section and a yeah. smoking section, <laughs> but they used the same yeah. extracts. So yeah. you're in the same room. You're just yeah. not near the person that's smoking. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It was very you know? strange. <laughs> 
It was back in the day. Do you remember you'd look up and you'd see the smoke oh, in the beam yeah. of light? You would see the beam of light going onto the screen because there was so much smoke. Yeah, you could almost watch the film in the beam as it hit clouds of smoke. Yes, yes. So weird, isn't it? It is weird, yes. Um, get, getting back on track but staying with cinema, um, on set, his nickname was Blint. 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 B-L-I-N-T, right? Yeah. Because, you know, he was a fan of Westerns, as was Chris Boucher, and they called him Blint because it was a mixture of Burt Lancaster and Clint Eastwood. Oh, right. So they called him Blint. Because of his fanning. Because of his fanning, Yes. Uh, what else? What else? I've got a really nice quote here from from Paul, not about Blake Seven, but this is a really nice quote. I thought that's bloody good. He says the difference between the United Kingdom and the United States is that in the United Kingdom, a hundred miles is a long distance. In the United States, a hundred years is a long time. Yeah, that's true. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. Who's a clever yeah, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a very clever man. Did you ever meet him? Um, um, yeah, at that Starburst convention, oh, right, yeah. that would have been 79, but not, not in the later years, no. Yeah. It used to be I, a, I, it, yeah. it is gutting. I mean, I live down in Kent. I live in a village outside Ashford. And if you, if you type in Blake 7 in, in uh, YouTube, you will see a Blake 7 convention at the Ashford International Hotel, which I drive by pretty much every day. And it was from about 19... When, when would that have been? About 1996 it was. And at the time, we were living just outside Ashford in another village. So it was about two miles away, and there he was. There you had Gareth Thomas. There you had Michael Keating. There you had Martin Bauer. And if you go on YouTube and you type in Blake Seven Convention, you'll see it. And it's like, bloody hell, I was like two miles away, and I didn't even know, because it was before the internet, yeah. so I didn't even know that was on, so I could have met him there met him in our there. local yeah. hotel. Yeah. I met, met him a couple of times, that he used to do regularly do the cult TV mm. ones that we used to help out at, uh, him and Gareth Thomas and some, you know, uh, David Jackson and that, um, but he always seemed um, really nice, but he, he wasn't Avon, and I... I I used Unlike to think, Michael yeah, Keating last yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Then. Michael Keating's villa. But Paul Darrow is is more like my is more like Villa in real life. Right. He's very, he was a bit of a joker, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, very joker, very funny. Um yeah, really nice man and, and very him, him and Gareth Thomas almost used to have a, like a Patrick Trout and John Pertwee repertoire yeah. when they'd come on stage and they would be bickering and uh, it was really nice, really nice fella. Would you like him to have been more like Avon though? Probably not, no. Can the you Joker that? type. You because we've every... said Avon yeah. wouldn't have friends, would no. he? Uh, Somebody yeah, like someone that like wouldn't Avon have friends. is not a nice person to be around. No. Villa, we've... lovely yeah. person to be around. We've said before, he, he's Sheldon, yeah. isn't he? He's Sheldon, Big yeah, Bang he Theory. He would have no That's why he lived with and... his mum. Yeah, you wouldn't want to spend time with him. Unlike no. Sulin. <sighs> <sighs> yes. Um, you know, I, I guess you do, that uh, Paul Darrow... Um, along with um, a couple of guys called Andrew Sewell and Simon Moorhead, um, formed a consortium called Blake Seven Enterprises. Yes. Because yes. they had acquired the rights to the show from Terry Nation's widow with a view to uh, revive it. Yes. And and do a mini series. He did um, a he did a script and he called Iron Man. Or he did it. Yes. Yeah. And and, and yeah. yeah, he was going to be back as Avon, yeah. but he disagreed with the direction they were taking it, and so he walked away. Well, I think they said no fanning, didn't they? Well, that that's, that would make yeah. him walk away. Yes, yeah. Um, 
I've seen photos. I'll, I'll have to try and find them. But yeah, he was in a West End production of Are You Lonesome Tonight, where he yes, played that's Elvis. True, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, by all accounts, he was very good. Isn't it? He made a very yep. good Elvis. Yep. Although you look at you look at stills from the production and. Um, yeah, he doesn't look like Elvis. He looks like uh, one of these... He's got the sideburns. End of the pier Elvis impersonators, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, He's and... no Kurt Russell in it. No. <laughs> um, I've seen this more than once, but about how an extinct crocodile is named after him. Oh, I did not know do you, that. Do you know this? No. It's from the uh, Miocene era um, in Australia, yeah. and it's called the Baru Darrowai. And isn't that, is this definitely named after him? Not another yeah, Daru. Apparently, uh, uh, if it was a Paru Daru I, yeah, maybe, that would but make it's Baru, not. If it had been spelt with a P rather than a B, I don't know. I've, I've got to, I've got to look. Um, genre tally wise, um, not an awful lot, but he's done an awful lot of video game voices. It, it's oh, funny right. how people um, segue into yeah. doing uh, computer voices. And uh, was this, a couple of times... Was this later on in life, though? Where, yeah, cause, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, uh, you know, after his... Uh, um, his uh, I don't, don't want to say an accident, surgery. it wasn't really an accident. Surgery. Really. Yeah. I, well, it was life-saving surgery, yeah. wasn't it? He had yes. uh, blood clots or something, didn't he, in his legs, and they had to amputate at the knee. Yeah, he, the, the, the blood had... Or the oxygen had been turned off for too long or something, hadn't it? And, and like you say, clots had formed, so... Mm. I mean, mm. but I imagine that for you know for someone in his his condition, voice artist recording is probably a much much easier bet than. He's very yeah. growly now, isn't he? I mean, you and I have, we've listened to some of the later big yes. Finnish ones, and 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 he's got a much deeper voice. Well, he's got no, as he's got older, he's got no voice at all now. But um, um, well, true, true, true. Yeah, um, yeah. He he on that um, the way ahead. He doesn't really. Sound, I mean, no, no one particularly sounds like you know meant to be, but uh, he, yeah, he, he sounds very gravelly, um, and he has a delivery where he is yeah. almost growling. He's yes. almost like Judge Dredd. Yeah, he, he would, he would have good, done a yeah, good, very good ju- good dread, Judge yeah. Dredd. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I'm looking at all the video game voices he's done. Yeah. He's done two Star Wars video oh, games yeah. where where he planned played Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, well, interesting. Yeah, I could see that. I, mean, it's I don't know if he yeah. did a Peter Cushing impersonation. Yeah, do you think if he, hadn't have, if he hadn't have had the operation, do you think he would have appeared in one of the new Star Wars? Is there, uh, well, Richard E. Grant did it, yeah. and I, I could see him doing Bloody, it. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Hitler did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Eddie Hitler. Well, if Eddie Hitler can yeah. be in it, so yeah. can uh, Kurt so Avon. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a bit of a pedestrian uh, genre tally. He's got a genre tally of eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know the very first thing he was in Doctor Who and the Silurians. Yes. Yeah. He was uh, the unit captain. Do you remember um, the name? Come on, oh show your expertise. In Doctor Who. Captain. Hawkins. Well done. Well done. Um, he's very good. He gets killed in it by a Silurian. I seem to think. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, so, he's very good. Very um, clipped. He would have made a good Captain Yates. Much better Captain Yates probably than the guy. Anyone would be better. <laughs> That's true. Captain yeah. Yates. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Doctor Who first, then Blake Seven. Yep. Uh, then Hammer House of Horror, he did an episode of that. Then he was back to Doctor Who. Yeah, as Tekamelin. Yeah. Oh, God. If anyone's not seen that, go and watch it. It's worth it for for Paul's performance. I, not for, in a good way, either. He he. How can I be charitable? He's shit in it. He's, he is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the most hammy performance. Um, I, I almost, you almost get the feeling that 
he thought they were rehearsing it. So mm. he's playing up with Colin Baker. They were great friends. He's playing up with Colin Baker to get a laugh. And then he was waiting for them to say, okay, now's the real take. And they didn't. And they didn't. <laughs> yeah. He's, what you, yeah, it's, it's awful. I'm sorry. I mean, I love Paul to bits, but it's awful. I mean, that is a warning. Yeah. What you were saying earlier, if John Nathan Turner, say, yeah. had switched over to do season five, and that is, is the Avon got. that you would have got. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Another example for anybody that hasn't seen Time Lash, if you thought Dorian's death was bad oh, at the end of Rescue, wow, yeah. Paul Darrow's <laughs> death, yeah. because it's bad enough the faces he's pulling, but when yeah. they cut to that skeleton, yeah. <laughs> it falls down and falls over. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, oh dear. Great How Colin Baker could have kept yeah. a straight face on that. I mean, that yeah. is acting. Uh, the next thing he was in was something called The Strangerers. Oh, was that... Um, that was an audio series, wasn't it? It was a, a Mickey take of, of oh, like, it? Doctor Who or something. Yeah, it was, like, uh, some of the Doctor Who people that did it. So, yeah. so it's sort of like a Garth Marenghi spoofy Yeah, it's, it's that sort of thing where it was like, we can't get the rights to this, so we'll call it this and oh, we'll, say we'll, it's we'll a spoof, spoof sort of thing. I, I, I don't okay. think it got a great reception. I'm not sure. All right. Never heard it um, itself, but... I've watched the next thing once, yeah. and only once because it was bloody awful. And I would have thought I would have noticed him in it, but I can't remember seeing him in it. He was in a Bond film. He was in Die Another Day. Really? Yeah, he played a doctor in Die Another Day. Oh, God, it's an awful... It's one of the worst Bond films ever. I think it is the worst yeah. one. Yeah, I think you're probably right. There's um, some very late Roger Moore's oh, that might I don't even have contenders. it, so I can't even go... And have a look and see if he's in it. Also, to be honest, I can't be asked. I don't want to sit through that film just to find a Paul Darrow. I look on YouTube. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone else. Oh, I might Google that. image it and, yeah, and see if there's images. It, yeah, because yeah, I'm definitely not going to watch it for it. And then there was something called Twisted Tales, which was a Ooh. comedy supernatural TV show. I, I missed all these supernatural things that were on. Right. I, well, I think you were too old then. I yeah, think that was probably. a children's one. Oh, was it children's? Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of children's BBC. In yeah, and then the last thing he was in was called H.B. Lovecraft, Volume 2, Dreams of Cthulhu. That sounds like an audio, doesn't it? No, no, no. Apparently it was a pilot for an unmade BBC TV series. So oh. I don't think it actually aired. They made it, but then they that they stopped after the pilot and they never even showed it because oh, they weren't going to do interesting anything else. Do you reckon he played Cthulhu? Or it could have been. Yes. Would have been good. Yes. So who tally of two and a bond tally of one? So not not bad, but yeah, I think he was a victim, like you said, of um, of being too good as Avon, too recognised as Avon. Yeah, and in much the same way, yep. Jacqueline Pierce and Serverland. Yeah, you know. All right. Well, next up, um, the final thing we do these days is we do our ratings. Yep. Has it been difficult to come up with ratings? <sighs> this this one is especially difficult because my initial thought, of course, is he's straight to the top, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't. I can't. I don't think I can justify that. I could if we were talking about season one and two, straight to the top. But he, we're not. We're not. All right. So yeah. So well, I'm, I'm assuming he's in the in the top five. Is he? He is. Yes. Yep. Right. Right. Okay. So we'll just remind the viewer. Sorry, the, yep, listener, the listener on 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 where we are. So. Up, oh, they could view it as well because we do broadcast this live, don't we, on our webcams? We do. I mean, that, that's why you said you wanted to film me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so 
up until now, we are like this. We have number one, we're agreed on Villa. Yep. Number two, I've got Servalan and you've got Travis Mark two. Yep. Uh, number three, I've got Travis Mark one and you've got Cali. Yep. Number four for me is Sulin. Number four for you is Travis Mark one. And then number five, I've got Orac and you've got Servalan. All right. So do you want to start us off with your number five? Number five. Hold on, I need to work this out because everyone above that drops, don't they? So hold on, let me... Uh... Let me just make a new. Okay. So let's so coming. Okay, so five would be Travis Mark one. Servalan fell out of the top five. So Servalan is no longer in your top five, and you've got Travis Mark one because they've all just dropped. Yeah. Uh, same for me. Sulin has dropped down to my number five, so Orac is no longer in my top five. Oh. All right. See a little box of lights. All right, so who is above Travis Mark 1? Before, it was Cali for you. Yes. Uh, so it's still Cali. Still Cali there. Cali drops there. to four, drops one place to number four. Yeah. And for me, yeah, Travis Mark 1 is still above Sulin, so to speak. All right. This is where it gets interesting. This, number this three, is, then. This is where it gets... This is where it got very, 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 very difficult for me because cause I'm now into characters that I I love... All of them. I wish I could do that. All of my top are equal. It's like trying yeah. to d- choose between your children, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's harder than that. Harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this this pains this pains me. This pains me greatly. But Brian has dropped one. He's Travis dropped is your now Mark. Yep. Blimey. He was at the top of that Empire State building. He was. He's slowly I said, descending. I said he would. He would. He's, he's, I mean, he's done well, bless him. And if we ever meet him, he's still my favourite. Right. I, I do think, you know, we've only got Blake to go now. I don't think he's going to drop any more. I don't no. think, knowing you. I think I think it's a given that Travis Mark II is your number three. Yeah. In perpetuity. All right. Um, yeah, Servalan has dropped down one point yep. for me. Servalan is now my number three. Right, big question then. Dun, at number dun, two, dun, is, dun. Yeah, is it Villa or is it Avon at your number two? Well, the, again, this is so, so difficult. So I've, I've tried to do it logically and I, I, then I went to just, you know, gut. But I have to say, Avon goes in at number two. Avon at two. With Villa at one. Villa at one. Because I, I, I absolutely love bloody Villa. Yeah, finally, after disagreements on things, yeah. we are matching oh, our one and two. I thought you'd go in straight into one number one no. for you. If it was just series one and yeah. two, Avon, yes, he would be my number one. Yeah. But, you know, um, three, becoming the hero, Avon, and then four, with Paul getting bored with the role yeah. and the Yul Brynner moments and stuff like that. I've got to take all that into account. Whereas we have said with Villa, he's been consistent all Throughout. the way through. Yeah. Never so, a death yeah. performance from Villa. No, I mean, if you're talking, you know, season one and two, I'd say Avon above Villa, but... Yes. Um, oh, but, yeah, if... and it, Yeah, if... The, when we do the final episode and we go through it season by season, this will change... Yes, that's um, what I'm saying. Yeah, but we're we're having to look at it as a as a body of work as a whole. Yeah, and I yeah, uh, as much as I love Paul Darwin, I love the character of Avon. I think Villa is is more consistently brilliant. Yep, 
Okay. All right. Well, that's our ratings, and we've only got one more to go before yeah. all the uh, thingy jigs. So, but he's uh, the before... he's the big one, isn't he? He's the namesake for the show. Yep. Rog will be here next yes. week. Um, Rogers seven. Yeah. And <laughs> Rogers seven. Um, and it is odd, isn't it, to think that you know, in two weeks' time, um, we're yeah. going to be done with this show. Uh, bar the odd uh, occasional one. So, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so Blake in one week. Before we go, I have got a shout out just before we cool. go. A quick one. Only Lovely. came in uh, yesterday from uh, somebody on Facebook called uh, Chris Cataclysm. I don't think that's his real name. Uh, unfortunate um, if it is. Yeah, spelt with a K, Cataclysm. Even more unfortunate. Yes. Um, and he says, thanks for an awesome Blake 7 podcast. Insightful, thought-provoking, and perfectly cheeky. Excellent. That's what I want on our next That's t-shirt. Pithy, thought-provoking yeah. and perfectly cheeky. Blake 7 in character. Thought-provoking and perfectly cheeky. Uh, thank you, Cataclysmic. Chris. Yeah, cataclysmic Chris. Chris. Yeah, thank you very much. Very nice. I think we've got our new catchphrase. Yes. Um, I'm going to put that as a tagline. I mean, we've just launched, haven't we? A Mad Max in character. Yes, yeah. That's now out. I mean, it it'll, is it'll out. be old news it by the time out. you hear this. But yeah, go and, go and check it out if you like. Mad Have a listen. Yes, I mean, if you think we're yep. thought-provoking and perfectly cheeky, Chris and anybody else. Oh, did you hear that? I did. Someone's shooting at you. Yeah, that was that. My, the, the Liberator weapon is now my uh, text notification. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so, sorry about that dis, uh, distraction. Um, yeah, no. Um, you know, if, if you think we're thought-provoking and perfectly cheeky, cheeky, we are on our next podcast, which we've just started up. Yes. Um, so go and have a listen if you like Mad Max and you want to hear us waffling about that. But otherwise, all right. join us next week. Join us next week. Yes, yes. For the biggie. All, all good things must come to an end. Yes. yes. All right. We're discussing the teacher. The teacher. Yes. The space teacher. Yes. yes. All right. Okay. All right. See you all next week. Yep. Thanks, Ben. Right. Bye. Bye.